What's it like to be a reporter and commentator living inside the beating heart of winter sports? I'm David Knight, chair of the Eurovision Sport Radio Group, and in this episode of our podcast, we meet a reporter living in the Grison region of Switzerland, famed for its ski and biathlon competitions. Cinque, quattro, tre. My name's uh, Andreas uh, Vialand. I'm uh, 40 years old. Uh, I work uh, at uh, RTR. It's a radio station, radio and television for Retro-Romanisch in, in Switzerland. It's uh, one of the four languages from Switzerland and I'm very happy. It's my dream job. In this episode, we'll meet Andreas and two of his colleagues from France and Slovakia as they cover the conclusion of the FIS Alpine Skiing World Cup season in Lenzerheide. As our producer Mickey Curling discovers in this episode, for Andreas in particular, winter sports is in his blood. I live in Switzerland, in, in the mountains, in Griezen and in a small village and I'm happy. And uh, I do a lot of sport myself. I do cross-country skiing, a lot of skiing, uh, a lot of cycling in the summertime. And I commentate sports and sport is my life, I can say. So, Andreas, where do we find you right now? Where are you sitting? It's a commentary cabin. I'm at the Ski World Cup Finals in, in Lenzerheide. It's near my home uh, in the commentary cabin. Yeah, And uh, now I'm here for to commentate the, the ski races, the last ski World Cup races for this season. And Andreas, it must be good to see some sunshine because the weather's been dreadful the last few days, hasn't it? Uh, for this week, yeah, it was, uh, it was horrible uh, the, the last two, three days because uh, the athletes are here in Lenzerheide and they will do races. It's, uh, it's uh, your life. And uh, yesterday or the last two days, it was too windy, it was too, too many clouds. Uh, it was not possible to do the races, to do the speed races. And it was maybe possible to do a, a slalom, a giant slalom, but not the, the speed races. And uh, it was for, for everyone not good days. But uh, yeah, today it's uh, beautiful. Blue sky, no clouds, no wind. It's, uh, it's a perfect day for skiing. Perfect. I'm glad it's, uh, I'm glad it's turned out good. Let's hear from uh, your colleague Samuel Brechka from RTVS Slovakia. Uh, he's there covering the competition as well. And, you know, he's told us that the, the weather caused a few issues at the start. It was a really strange final of the season, not only due to COVID situation, but also weather conditions. We were waiting a long time. It was still snowing, you know, downhill and Super G was cancelled. And uh, for the racers, it wasn't good. But on the other hand, uh, it helped Petra Volhova in the overall fight with Lara Gudberami. Petra's big globe is one of the greatest success, not only for Slovak skiing, but for all Slovak sports. Maybe only with three world championship titles and seven green jerseys of Peter Sagan on Tour de France, we can compare this uh, success. So, Andreas, that's uh, Samuel from RTVS Slovakia, clearly pleased with Slovak success. Uh, in these finals. But just explain to me why this region is just so perfectly suited to hosting such important ski competitions. Yeah. Also, the, the region I'm now, it's, it's Lenzerheide. Lenzerheide is uh, in, the, in Griezen. It's uh, in the same part of like St. Moritz. St. Moritz is very popular. Uh, everyone knows St. Moritz uh, around the world. But uh, Lenzerheide is a small town. 
and uh, yeah, with a lot of mountains around. Uh, it's a great region for skiing, for cross-country skiing. We have also here a biathlon arena. Yeah, and I live maybe uh, 30 minutes from this town. Oh, wow. So that's a very short commute to work. Mm -hmm. I think there's there's a lot of journalists there who would do anything for that kind of commute. Exactly. I'm This week I'm staying at home and I can every morning take my car and uh, drive to, to, to Lenzerheide. Yeah, maybe 30 minutes and I'm here. But the, it's my... Yeah, I live here in these mountains. This is my, my home, I can say, yeah. So what's the rest of the winter sports season like for you? The rest of the season, also I normally I, I commentate ski races. I commentate also a lot other sports. I was uh, two weeks ago. I was, for example, in in Oberstdorf in Germany at the cross county world championships, and uh, we commentate ice hockey. It's also very popular in Greece, in Switzerland, and uh, but this year it was everything was special. I had to do a lot of home office. Um, this is for me, it's very special to be here in Lenza High, to be near these athletes and uh, because it was a very special year, very special season with Corona and I hope that it will be better next year. Okay, I know we're all sick of talking about it, but you brought the topic up. So let's talk about coronavirus and talk about the last year. Where did you spend most of last year with so many sporting events being cancelled? Uh, at home, at home, in the home office. I was, the last time I, I have been in my office... It was one exactly one year ago. It was maybe the 16th of March last year. It, uh, I'm very happy that I a sports journalist, so I can go sometimes uh, outside, to go to the to the venues. Like, uh, but it was yeah, it's not the same like one year ago or two years ago because uh, the the competitions are okay. I can see here the ski races, the, the competitions um, are similar like one year ago, but everything around these competitions, uh, without fans, without public, without, uh, yeah, it's, 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 yeah, I hope that it will be better because it was uh, not a good year. And last year, the first two, three months have been okay, but uh, no, after one year, it's, uh, yeah, not so easy. Yeah, I think we all feel the same way. We're going to talk about how things are working on site uh, with you in a moment. But first of all, let's hear from a couple of your colleagues. In a moment, we'll hear from Samuel Brechka from RTVS Slovakia again. But first of all, here's Guillaume Batan from Radio France. Yeah, the bubble in Lanzerheide is quite the same in other competition, football or rugby stadiums. You have to wear the mask everywhere. We wash our hands all the time. We have to walk on the special way in the place to avoid grouping of people, but we are all used to that process and it's fine. We are so happy to be there in Lanzaide and protect ourselves that it's not a problem. I know that a lot of people, fan clubs, dream to be there closing to the skiers to share with us this moment. That's why I cannot complain. We are around 100 journalists, 100 of athletes, men and women, 100 of benevoles, And we strictly respect the safeguards. There are a lot of kindness around me. The Swiss people is very nice. And this event takes place in a very good conditions. Bubbles and testing worked good all the season and also in Lenzerheide. But all the situation is very set. Set for journalists and also for the athletes. I spoke uh, with uh, Federica Brignone, for example, and she said it was the worst season 
She doesn't like uh, this atmosphere, emotions, distances. She said she felt in a hotel room like in prison and and uh, if the situation will be the same next season, it's possible that she wouldn't start next season. So uh, these finals were not so easy for anyone, but I'm very happy to be part of that. Andreas, it sounds a bit like uh, Samuel's just put his face mask on. Let's just try and find some positives uh, in all of this. I mean, maybe it's yeah. easier to get around without so many fans there? Easier is because it, it, we don't have so, so many people here. It's for me easier to work because I'm faster in my commentatory cabin. It's faster to to go to the, to the athletes and uh, it's not so busy. But, uh, yeah, I have to... Um, come out of the car and I have to put this mask on my face and uh, it's a lot of controls. Uh, every two or three days I have to go to go or to do these uh, COVID tests uh, and um, yeah, I cannot uh, walk around this venue uh, like one year before. It's uh, different zones, one zone only for the journalists, one zone only for the athletes and then and, 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 and the, it's a little strict everything but to work like here in the cabin, it's, it's, it's similar, but um, it's uh, not so loud <laughs> if you have here 10 or 15 or 20,000 people around me. Yeah. So without the crowd cheering, does it make it harder for you as a commentator to convey the emotion, to convey the drama of the competition? I'm not so emotional like before. If I have a lot of people who are... Yeah, do a lot. Uh, big atmosphere is also for me. I must uh, speak louder, and now it's all. Everything is a little more. It's quiet, and uh, yeah, it's also for me not the same. And uh, you must look everything. Normally, you can, if uh, a skier, if an athlete is on the on the race, uh, yeah, you can you can feel that. Yeah, you can feel that. And now I have to look on the on the TV, and uh, I have have to look exactly. On the on the screen, uh, the time, and because uh, it's it's different. And I suppose your job as a reporter becomes much more important when the fans aren't able to travel themselves to see the competition. Let's hear from Guillaume Batan again from Radio France. All the people who love skiing, who love be, to be there, can leave those finals on the radios of Radio France. They can experience these events through us, probably more than usual, effectively. And I hope that a lot of French people listen to our programs because uh, winning the big globe of crystal doesn't happen every year in France. It is the third time in history, after Jean-Claude Killy twice in the 60s and Luc Alphon in the 90s. We are very happy for the French team and also for Alexis Pinturo, who is a great champion and also a great guy. So important coverage for the French fans and I guess the same for the Slovak fans but it seems that some of them may have made it to the perimeter fence uh, to watch some of the competition from the outside. Let's listen to what was posted on social media. Let's hear from Samuel Brechka again from RTVS Slovakia. Very nice was to see approximately 50 Slovak fans to stand on the slope, hold flags and cheer for Petra. I don't know how they made it because all the season fans aren't allowed to come on the race, but it was cool and Petra liked it and she said Slovak fans are best in the world. Andreas, it's nice to hear some cheering again, isn't it? We're going to be glad when fans are back at competitions, aren't we? Yeah, I, I ho- hopefully. I, uh, 
that they are coming back next year. But uh, yeah, at the end, the, the most important thing is that the athletes can do races, that they can be here, that they can uh, fight for these uh, crystal globes, for these medals. This is very important for the athletes because uh, sk the ski season is very short. It's only about three, four months and uh, they are do a lot of training during the summer, six, seven, eight months for days like uh, that, like today to do races. And for the athletes, it's very, very important because if you don't have races, then uh, yeah, it's horrible for an athlete and also for, for us. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I mean, it's tough for sports reporters as well as the athletes. What's the rest of the season looking like for you? Yeah, I'm very positive. I look forward. Uh, we... We are only a small radio station. We have uh, Roman, it's a, it's a small language. We have only about 60,000 people who understand or who can speak this language. And uh, I commentate not only ski races or ice hockey. In the summer, uh, we have a lot of uh, mountain bike races also here in the region, uh, uh, cycling races, football and uh, tennis and uh, everything. And uh, in the summertime, yeah, it's maybe it's uh, not so busy as in the winter time because uh, we are, uh, I think we are a winter region here in the mountains uh, with these uh, beautiful mountains and a lot of snow and uh, it will be a little quiet in, in the summertime. But uh, I look forward to, to next year and hopefully we can uh, go next year to the ski races with a lot of fans. <laughs> and what about Beijing? Are you hoping to travel there? Yeah, it's a... It's a on my plane yeah, to go next winter in February to, to Beijing. Uh, now in the summertime, I, I probably or I will go to, to Tokyo for the Olympic summer games, but uh, it's a little strange because the, the COVID uh, make a, a, a lot of problems also for, for us journalists and you cannot move like you, you will in, in, in Tokyo and no man, we, we have to decide in the next weeks uh, if we can go or, or not. And yeah, in 11 months, it's uh, Beijing and uh, I hope that uh, we can go there and uh, in China and uh, see a lot of uh, great races. When you travel to international competitions, how, how does it work? Because RTR is part of a bigger group of Swiss broadcasters. Do you travel together? Do you work alone? Do you support each other? What's it like when you, when you go to places like Tokyo or Beijing? No, here in Lancer Height I'm alone, but uh, if we are going to Olympic uh, Games, uh, we are normally two or three people from RTR. And we travel together with our colleagues from RSI, from SRF, uh, all together from the, the SRG, from Switzerland. And then we are maybe 60, 80, 80 people. We are then together. We are then a big family. And for us, for us it's, it's very special because we are normally we are all the time alone from RTR. And, uh, yeah, but I have the, the next cabin here, next to me, is uh, SRF, it's my, I, I know him, Bernicher from Radio SRF, and uh, yeah, at these events like here in Lenzer Height, uh, we, are, we work a little together. Well, let's hear Bernicher in action alongside you and your Italian and French colleagues as we listen to a little mix of some of your coverage from this weekend. Con RTR Sinil Corint. Las novitats. Direct to lie. Andreas Vialand. Sulet Genif Schionzen Ozeon alla Patente. Rete 1 Sport. È molto, molto impegnativo. Stremate le ragazze, ma. 
RTS Info, Katia Beach. En ski alpin, pas de podium pour les Suisses lors du slalom des finales de la SRF Sport. Discipline discipline. That's your colleague in the next door cabin, Bernie Scher, just ending that montage. Yesterday I do uh, some interviews for Bernie Scher and sometimes he do something for me, he do an interview for me and yeah we try to to work a little together and uh, the SRG will organize for us everyone also for RSI, RTR and uh, yes for us it's a privilege to be one part of this big family and uh, yeah we are a good family I think. When you talk about supporting each other at international sporting events why do you think it's so important to actually be there physically in front of the competition rather than commentating off tube, for example? The most important I, that I can I can be at the venues to to, to, to see the events, uh, the venues live, to be a part of these venues, to feel this atmosphere. And uh, the most important thing for me is that here I can speak with the athletes. I can look at the athletes face to face and I can... Uh, I can do uh, interviews with with these athletes. This is very important for me, to to have this uh, relation to the athletes. uh, Because if you've never seen the athletes, then it is also uh, hard to work or hard to to do uh, good stories. Who was uh, that trying to get in? While you were talking, then I I don't know. Maybe it was maybe it was Bernie Scher from SRF (laughs) or some from RSE. I don't know, or technical uh, or. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Now, listen, it's no accident that you're in this commentary position today. You've talked about the fact that you live 30 minutes from the venue. You've talked about your passion for winter sports. But when did you know that this was what you wanted to do with your career? Since I was a child. Uh, Maybe since I was 10 years old. I look at these races, these ski races on TV. Uh, My idol was a ski commentator from Switzerland, uh, Matthias Hüppi. He commentated the ski races a long time for SRF. And uh, I commentate these races on my language on Retromanisch at home, on the sofa. And uh, it was always a dream to to sit one day in a cabin and uh, to be a part of this, this sport, uh, to, to speak about the, with these athletes and to commentate these races. And uh, uh, I, yeah, sport is, uh, like I said before, is, is my life. And uh, then uh, 12 years ago, I, the, the dream is coming real. Yet, yeah, as a child, I, I do everyday sport. I look on TV, I do every arts or, or sports from tennis to, to golf, to, to ice hockey, to football, skiing, cross-country skiing, biathlon, and then and, and, and darts and... Uh, yeah, sport is my life and to be here is a very privilege. Yeah, it's my dream job and I cannot imagine to do something else like like that. I've got some recordings of me practicing being a presenter when I was 10 years old and it's just awful listening back to those recordings. How about now though? I mean, how do you do you listen to yourself? Do you listen back to your commentary? Do you critique yourself? Yeah, 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 I did it a lot of times and this is special. If I hear myself on, on the radio, or it's uh, then I say, ah, oh, that, that was not good. I'm very critic then. I'm very emotional. Sometimes too emotional because uh, 
I'm not only, and this is a problem, I'm not only a commentator or a journalist, I'm also a fan of these sports. And of course, no, or today, I am a friend from the Swiss team. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm from I'm I'm Swiss. I'm from Switzerland, and of course, I I hope that the Swiss guy will win this race today. And so, you are also a little fan. Or if I go to the World FIFA World Cup, uh, uh, then I hope that Switzerland will win every match. And uh, and this is sometimes it. This is uh, the problem to to have this distance to to be uh, on one side as journalist, and on the other side you are a fan. What's your advice to a 10-year-old Andreas who might be listening to this interview right now, wanting one day to, to be in your position in a commentary cabin? Well, he must have a lot of interest of these, these sports. He must be, for, like, like me, I think, a, a little fan. And uh, everyone who likes sports can do this. Every dream can, can be real. And, uh, but it... Um, it's not like 10, 15 years ago. 15 years ago, you had maybe, yeah, I commentated the races and then I do, did the interviews with the athletes. And after I did a report of the races, today you have to do everything. You have to do all the social media, you have to do multimedia, the all online stuff. But it's a, it's a wonderful job. It's challenging, isn't it, though, to be doing so much? How do you prioritize one platform over the other when you're working on site? Yeah. I think it's very important to be, to be on, on Facebook, to be on Instagram, to, go, to do a good job on the radio. It's very important because you have uh, people yeah, who are listening only radio, people who are visiting our homepage, and, and then, but it's for us very hard because it's a little... At the moment, it's for me, I must say, a little too much. And... Uh, I have to do a lot of things, but uh, you you can't uh, concentrate exactly on this uh, the, the radio. Then you must you, you do there a little radio, and then you do a little social media, and a lot, uh, at the end you do a lot, but not uh, not perfect. And uh, for me per personally, the, the most important thing is radio. To commentate the race is life. Life, life is life. <laughs> uh, just because the sport, uh, it's it's life. It's emotion, and and uh, social media. Yeah, it's it's nice to have uh, some good pictures or videos or special things, but you, it's I think it's not important to to show the races on on social media. It, it's it's the the races you can hear on the radio or to look on, on the TV, but the social media is for me a little another part. Here you can bring other stories, uh, special stories, yeah. But uh, as a journalist, it's, it's not so easy, but uh, it's a part of the job and I think every journalist or for the young uh, journalist, it's, uh, I think it's not a problem. Maybe, but maybe the journalists, uh, the older, like Bernie Scher, who He's 64, I think. <laughs> He's, uh, he told to me yesterday, oh, I, can't, I can't do uh, social media <laughs> for me. Uh, it's not my life. I do radio. I'm a radio reporter and I, I understand. Bernie <laughs> Well, I've just seen a head pop up at the door again. Maybe it's Bernie, but I, I think I should let you get back to work. Andreas, thank you so much for your time. It's been fascinating talking to you. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye, Mickey. Thanks. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Eurovision Sport Radio Podcast. My thanks to Andreas Veland from RTR, Samuel Brechka from RTVS Slovakia and Guillaume Batin from Radio France.